Risky Places, Episode 49, a radio drama by Cody Novotny. Listeners be advised, the following program contains strong language, sudden loud noises, and disturbing situations. It is not recommended to listen to this piece while driving or operating potentially dangerous machinery. Thank you. Please enjoy. everyone and welcome to Risky Places, the number one podcast to exploring abandoned sites. <laughs> okay, let's try that one again. Hello everyone and welcome to Risky Places, the number one podcast to exploring abandoned sites. As my loyal listeners will have noticed, I have been absent from social media for a while. Allow me to explain. I have been on a private trip back to my hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Way back when, in 2016, I used to live here in the largest city in the state. Believe me, I hated it just as much as everyone else. The winters are brutal, and the summers are just as bad. Only, they aren't as long. But, after moving that year, I realized just how much that place meant to me. It, and all of its brutal weather. I moved because I needed better acting opportunities, and for those who have never been, there aren't many in Sioux Falls. One or two theaters max, not counting the high schools. There were certainly no film opportunities either. So my family and I packed up and moved, and trust me when I say that was the hardest trip to Florida I have ever taken. It is true that when you move away from somewhere, it never feels the same. Feels like some sort of lucid dream. It doesn't feel real, but yet you want to think it is. Some of you are probably wondering what I'm doing back. I made this trip over here because I was in need of some nostalgia. Also, I'm working on a new radio drama project and I needed some inspiration. So, what better place to go than your childhood home? Okay, now to the real meat and potatoes. I was exploring a location that was a big landmark of when I was a kid. A place called the Outdoor Campus. I filmed my first public short film here, and I went here with my Boy Scout troop every now and then. The main building is closed for the season. Turns out people don't like going to a nature park in the middle of January. So, I went around and started taking the nature trails I used to take when I was little. Remembering how my little mind built these fantastic worlds and used the scenery around me to immerse myself in them. But, as I was taking one path, I found a set of fresh footprints leading off the beaten path. So 
I took the same steps. And about uh, five minutes later, I ran into a wire fence. I don't remember seeing this place before. I saw a sign that read Cerebral Laboratories. I went back to my hotel room and did some research and found out that this site had been abandoned since 1999. But no details were given as to what they did at this place. Which confuses me. This location seems to be the same size, no, bigger than a college campus. How is there no information on it? Well, I plan to change that. I just stopped at a hardware store to pick up a pair of bolt cutters. I also grabbed my tactical knife, Garmin GPS, and flashlight. So we're going to find out what secrets this place holds. pleasure seeing this place. If you ever find yourself here, if you look on your right, you'll see a building called the Butterfly House of Marine Cove. I used to work there back in my high school days. If they were open right now, I'd bring you guys in so you can hear my old co-workers in action. I remember how I used to spend my downtime doing all the janitorial stuff. Concepting mods for one of my favorite video games, The Binding of Isaac. If you look down the road, or to the right of the butterfly house, you'll see what I like to consider a supersized gazebo. It looks like a giant wooden circus tent without walls. On each side of the octagon is a different playground. This was the place to be if you were a kid and it wasn't winter. And on the left side of the road, you will see the outdoor campus. The place to be to learn about nature and fishing and such. Inside the building, there are magazines about the outdoors. They have multiple classrooms and a mini-museum. But in the winter, this building is usually closed from what I remember. Or maybe I just keep showing up at the wrong time. Time is currently 133 January 24th. I am setting up to explore the location known as Cerebral Laboratories.
circling around the backside of a decently sized building. On the front is a triangular roof that reaches around out of the main doors about five to seven feet. The main doors are attached to a wall that is entirely made of windows. Flowing forward around the building are 11 foot walls made of rock, which adds aesthetics to a normally bland design choice. Aside from the heavy snowfall. There are predictions that there is going to be six inches tonight, which is absolutely ridiculous. The snow's already halfway up my shin. To make this journey a little more uh, tolerable, allow me to tell a story. I might just hang out the silence, but whatever. Like I said, I used to be a Boy Scout. Yeah, I never got to become an Eagle Scout. I didn't really like Boy Scouts a whole lot because all the guys were jerks. I went to three different troops. The first one I left because the troop leaders had to leave for some reason, so the troop ended. The second one I left because the guys were straight up bullies, and the drive there was beyond unbearable. The third one I left because we never did anything productive, and I was always excluded because I was the new kid. Anyway, we used to come here, the outdoor campus. Uh, this is where I learned about the highly unappreciated sport of geocaching. For those of you who don't know, Geocaching is where you are given coordinates for a spot where somewhere in your area or city or you get it. You're you were given a clue. You're looking for a small container. Consider it a a treasure hunt. But no papyrus with a crudely drawn map or treasure. Just the chest. With a piece of paper, you write your name down to prove you found it. It wasn't actually all that fun, but... It got you out exploring your community. That part of it was. Jeez, I guess it snowed a lot between now and this morning. 
The snow tracks are completely gone. Lucky for me, though. I remember where they're supposed to be. So, where is the tree with? There. Okay. Now, this walk is fairly long. Or about long at the time. Go to future self. Edit out this silence. being 10. The cartoons on TV were actually good. I could play with my Hot Wheels without being ridiculed for being too old. I could have ambitious ideas without being roasted by a realist. moments of utter nostalgia. Sorry. Listening to the soundtracks of my old favorite video games back then and then transported back. remember it vividly. Eight years old. The house is empty. All the lights are off. And it is midday. The curtains are slightly Enough to have strips of sunlight to creep in. At the house, there is this weird, calming blue hue because of the light. The room is a mess between uh, being mess and clean. My old toy sets are sitting there. 
for collecting dust. I made a mistake of letting that part of me go away. <laughs> I'm no longer a happy-go-lucky kid that can just leave reality for his own imagination anymore. Jesus, man. Get yourself together. If I knew I was gonna cry everywhere I went, I would've brought some tissues. Yourself. End of cut. Okay. One editing trick later. We are back. In front of me is the wire fence I was telling you guys about. It is a typical wire fence you would find around backyards. But because of the weather, it is covered in ice and a thick layer of snow on top. The fence appears to be about eight feet or so, about two or three feet taller than I am, so yeah, about eight, nine feet. There is a sign that says, danger, keep out, but nothing saying no trespassing private property, so <laughs> that's on them. front of me now is the sign I told you about earlier. It appears to be in fairly good shape despite the weather. There are metal letters that are protruding from the barrier itself that reads Cerebral Laboratories with a layer of snow on top. 
it seems to be protruding two or three inches. The faces of the barrier are covered in aesthetically placed rocks, much like the walls back at the outdoor campus. The top of the barrier seems to be marble. B black marble. Again, with a thick layer of snow on top. Okay. Now, let's start heading out to the... Whoa! That is far away. I can see through the road. It, it isn't too bad of a walk from where I am, but... Oh, to the actual place. I don't remember it being so far. I swear when I was here earlier, it, like, it was only 10 feet from the gate. But this looks close to a mile or two. What's that? Yes, I a walk ahead of me. See you in a second. Note to self. Edit out the following silence. I just had a crazy burst of nostalgia walking through this cold. vacation planning DVDs. I would love listening to the voiceover guy hyping up the places with his moderately deep voice. Calming almost. Touching description of attractions with such swift delicacy. dress up in the middle of winter. I would dress up in my khaki shorts and tank top. As, as if I could walk out my front door and be there. I would strap on a fanny pack and fill it with stuff I would want to take with me. snack bag full of fish crackers, a camera, then it would hit me that I was all the way in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a three-day trip from those places.
go. I want to go. Hey. What can I say? I was a kid. when I was a kid. I venture back into that empty house with that calming blue hue. I think it is spring. Easter. I know the feeling I have. Looking forward to it. Wanting to play with the G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> Every Easter, I used to get a G.I. Joe action figure. One of the small ones that are just bigger than a young kid's hand. They were so articulate. You could move the, the ankles, knees, hips, torso, <laughs> shoulders, elbows, wrists, neck. do nearly anything with him. That made him even cooler. Not just the fact that they were soldiers, but they were extremely articulate soldiers. They even came with guns and machetes and stuff. so far away from the compound. Wait. Why was the sign there? At that side? Away from the road near that hidden path. There wasn't a sidewalk or anything. Hold on. Don't cut this part out. As I was walking, I just thought of something. Why was that sign back there, by the hidden path? It was such a detailed and professional looking sign. Why was that there? About 
two minutes from the road. And the road is about ten minutes from the actual buildings. I don't get nervous at these abandoned locations, but this one... I, I don't know. I'm getting some strong hidden experimental facility vibes. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in hidden private organizations. Not just hidden, evil private organizations. And the name Cerebral Laboratories screams just that. Obviously, they study the brain, but to what extent? Are they working on a cure for cancer? Or are they studying mind control? Jesus, never mind. Cut that part out. I'm just being paranoid. Okay, I'm finally here. Almost there. It was a long walk, but I'm almost there. Okay, I'm resuming the podcast. I finally made the walk. It was a long, cold, miserable walk, but I'm finally here. Wow, this place looks like a small city. Like someone cut out a small section of downtown Sioux Falls and plopped it right here. It's actually kind of small compared to how far away it actually was from the fence. Anyway, we made the trek. And you all know what comes next. Exploring. Now, there are about ten buildings, but let's start with the first one. It literally has the number one plastered on the side of it.
like a fang coming out of the ground. It's the building. No, it looks like... Wow, this is a weird building. But it is actually... Gorgeous. It kind of looks like a wave, but the tip doesn't curve as much. Maybe 10 degrees delta from the vertical base. It, it appears to be about two stories tall. The second floor is visible through the through a large amount of windows. Same as the first floor. Moment of truth. Is the front door on? Yes, it is. Well, that makes things easier. A little ominous. Why is it? There's one more door. Also unlocked? Yes, it is. sensors in a 90s facility. More importantly, why is the power still working? Hello? Okay. It seems I am alone. But holy cow, did that scare me. <laughs> this appears to be a show building. It's the only way I can understand the way it looks. It's far too flashy to be anything else on this campus. There is a lounging area. About three blue leather couches with side tables that have magazines on them. 
Here's your front desk. Let's see if they have a computer. Jackpot. Now it doesn't turn on. <laughs> oh, look, they have little pamphlets. Exploring the mind for the betterment of humanity, huh? There isn't a clearer spelling of suspicious unless you wrote it right there. Shit. It requires a password. Maybe someone left it lying around on the desk. I doubt it, but... Never hurts to be optimistic. That's it. I can't do this. I'm out. What? Is it seriously locked? Fucking how? Calm down. Calm down. Maybe the locks malfunctioned when the power spiked. Spiked? It straight up went out. There must be a generator room. There must be. Is there a basement? Where's the staircase? There you are. Lucky I have those wire cutters.
blowing fuse, huh? We're just gonna have to fix that. first founded in 1989 by Dr. David Calaveras. Before we expanded into an 11-building campus, we first were one building. And that building has since been remodeled and is now used as our security office. If you go and visit it, you would find several framed pictures of what rooms used to look like. We did this to help us remember where we started. I would love to tell you more about our humble organization but I will leave that to our very own Vice President, Dorothy Aaron. It left.
here. hasn't left yet. Jesus Christ, what is that thing? Okay. So, I was down in the generator room in the basement when so suddenly there was this giant black cat thing that was behind me. It jumped at me and I managed to duck under it and run th through the hole I cut in the fence. I ran back to the stairs and made it back up to the lobby when I ran into it again. Somehow it beat me to the lobby and was guarding the only exit. So I turned around and ran into some kind of showroom. When it finally left, I ran up to the second floor and hid in an office under a desk. <coughs> then I heard it go back down the stairs. I followed to see if it actually left the building. When I saw it, that was when I saw it patrolling out front. I ran back upstairs before it could see me, and now I'm back in the same office on the second floor. I hope you've enjoyed part one of Risky Places, episode 49, a radio drama. This production was brought to you by the vocal talents of Cody Novotny and Loida D. Garcia. Sound engineering by Cody Novotny with aid from open source locations. Show your support by gifting your thoughts to Cody Novotny through either the YouTube release location or personally. Thank you for your generosity of listening to my production. Have a wonderful day.